No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. G'day, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is in the house. We are here live on this wonderful, warm, boy, is it warm Saturday and life is uh, definitely getting interesting. I'm sure some of you guys may even have uh, some questions. Maybe you've gotten some of the letters from the IRS. We've been really busy here with either IRS or state. Uh, a lot of times people haven't done quite everything like renewed their annual reports or their business licenses and they're getting those notices. So if you've got a question on those or anything else, all you have to do is give me a holler. Meanwhile, it looks like we have Mike on the line. Let's go ahead and hit Mike. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. What can I do for you? Um, I'm an executor of a will, and the deceased person died in February of 2020 mm-hmm. and only had two months of taxable income of uh, $1,027. Uh, I have an employer ID number for that account. Uh, do I need to file since it was only $1,027? Well, I will tell you that normally in my when I'm when I'm handling a mile, always file the last year no matter what. It'll most likely be a zero effect, you know, obviously unless there was some withholding on that money. Uh, but more just because on the tax return it will ask you for the date of passing and, and you can put that on there and close those forms off. Um, I know that the IRS is, you know, social security and everything has already been turned off if they had it even, but they've been probably yeah. notified, but it's just part of my process. I always just file a final. And if they were receiving any kind of Medicare benefits, maybe they were in a nursing home or something. If there was a Medicare, I always get a waiver from them as well with filing that. So that way I make sure that I can close those off. And then, you know, I don't know the size of the estate or anything, just, just those, but mm. it, it's not mandated. You don't have to with that small dollar amount, um, you know, unless it was 1099 miscellaneous would have been the only time that I can think of where there may have been taxes due if they were working as self-employed. Otherwise, regular income coming in, ordinary income or capital gains income, there would be no reason that you have to file it. Okay. Well, thank you. I, I had closed everything off, the, you know, a couple of weeks after she had passed away. So Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's typical. Most of the time, you know, that is the case. Like I said, it's probably more on my side. Uh, you know, obviously I do living for taxes. So I just make sure all those things are, are closed off. But again, if, if there's nothing, there's no tax liability, there's no mandate for you to file it. Okay. But if I do, if I had to, it'd be a, what, a 1041? Um, no, the 1041 would be under the federal ID number, but the money, well. Oh, still be under their social security number correct yes uh uh-huh okay and then so you would done a regular 1040 and then the estate where the federal id number would have a 1041 which you'll file as a final on that to close that federal id number okay okay Okay. thank you very much thanks mate appreciate you (laughs) Mm -hmm. well i just love it all right chris what you got for me uh, yeah, I had bought a house, and of course, it was purchased from a family member. So the house, I didn't have to pay near as much for the house as what it was actually worth. So a gift of equity was involved in it. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I guess the question is, is who uh, at the end of the year when tax time comes, who is responsible for the gift of equity? The person that gave it to you. So he would have to pay taxes on the gift of equity? I mean, if if that person had it in a tax-free fund, um, meaning in a bank account, they've already paid tax on it most likely. Uh, There would be nothing now if it was over. All right, so the the house was for 160. I took the loan out for 175 to close all closing costs and everything else. The gift the house was actually worth 305. Okay. So we used so. the gift of equity for me to pay closing costs, tax title deeds and everything else that way nobody was out of money. Right. So basically they gave you 130 so they would be doing uh one of two things or maybe both. They would have to file a gift tax return, a 706 which would show that they gifted you that money cuz that would come out of their lifetime estate or half of half uh-huh. less the 15 they could give you. And then if it was their primary home prior to you doing it, they would just need to show that it was sold to an individual, you know, for the primary uh, situation. If it was an uh, investment property at that time, they would show that they actually did sell it for 305,000 or whatever the um, value of the home was because um, they would have to possibly pay tax on that or recapture depreciation. Okay. Well, yeah, it was his house, but I, I moved in, took over the mortgage. And okay. then he uh, he refinanced the house that I was living in to pay down on the new house for him and his wife. Well, I mean, again, so I, I if he if sold it within as, two it years, his... if it was his primary home two out of uh-huh. the last five years, then okay. he could still claim that as his primary resident and he would be able to avoid capital gains. If it became a rental property during that time, there could still be recapture of depreciation, but that's pretty minor in comparison to what we're talking about here. So that would be the way it would work. Okay. So then he'd just have to file a 706 and then just claim it as a primary residence. And then claim it. Yeah. If he's claiming it, then there's a home sale on his tax return. He needs to report that home sale and then show that it was sold. One of the questions, you know, I mean, did he live it two out of five years, et cetera, et cetera. And he should be able to exclude any capital gains up to 500,000 at least. And it doesn't sound like that's the situation. Okay, then. Thank you very much. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. That happens more times than you like to think sometimes, too, just as a point of interest. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys getting right on the phone because it makes my show so much more entertaining than just hearing my voice all the time. So if you want to join the show, you can at 615-737-9986. is the number here in the studio. If you've got a question, maybe you're thinking about starting a business or you have started a business. And I'm not too sure what's going around but there seems to be quite a few people that are talking to someone. I don't think it's a tax person because I've had a couple cases come in where they've gotten talked into doing C corporations um, on startups. And again, there are some tax advantages, but the problem with a startup starting out as a C corporation is there's also a lot of other taxes that could happen versus pass through and the requirement for payroll. So it's kind of important to understand the overall effect of if you're an LLC, if you're a multi-member partnership LLC, a sub S corporation or a C corporation or just a sole proprietorship. And there are good and bad for each one of those things. So you just want to make sure whatever it is that you're, you know, that you're doing that you have a good understanding about how that's going to help or not help. Because sometimes, you know, when you're starting something you've never done before, you have absolutely little to no experience. The idea may 
take off and you may become extremely successful. But, you know, on the other hand, maybe you just need to make sure that you're protecting yourself, you know, with insurance as well as a general, uh, as a, um, as a limited liability protection policy, but maybe you don't need to go all the way to the four of corporations and worrying about SEPs and, and deferred incomes and all this, you, you know, so you need to really understand the tax advantages and disadvantages of that. So just putting that out there that you, you kind of need to make sure that you're moving in the right direction when it comes to how and what you're doing um, when it, you know, on those situations. So, um, Again, if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986. And we're going to go to Sheila. Hello, sweetheart. Hello. I have a question. Does the 70 and a half rule still apply for that you are required to make a distribution from any 401s? No. And um, they moved that to 72. 72. So at 72, you have to make a distribution from, from all of your 401s. Right. 401ks, IRAs, 403bs. But yes, all of your retirement accounts to make it simple besides Roths. So, but you have okay. a little bit more time if you're getting Great, close to I, yeah, I'm just getting close to 70 and I didn't want to take any money out. I wish they would re- remove that totally. I know. Well, the problem is the IRS money is in our retirement accounts, right? Because it's growing with their money as well as our own. And the way they're spending money, Sheila, I think they're looking for every dollar. In fact, some of the things that Biden's talking about is actually taxing uh, the value of those accounts, um, which happened back in the 80s. And I think he's trying to bring something similar back. So we're going to keep an eye on that and see what that means for most of us. That's not going to be a good thing no matter what. No, it is not going to be a good thing. It's a bad, it's a bad and bad thing. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you, girl. Totally on the same page. Um, I know you're right. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank uh-huh. you. Bye bye. Okay. Bye, Diana. Yeah, she got. Hey, sweetie. Well, hi there. Uh, my question is, uh, I never ever have to wait for a refund um, from the IRS. Great. Some years I have to pay, and sometimes you know, sometimes I get a refund, and the last three years I've gotten a refund and I mean, it's there within 10 days this year I filed around March 10th or something. And I am still waiting for a refund. And when I check where it says, you know, you can track it, it says something about your refund is still being processed. Okay. And I'm just wondering what's going on. Wonderful. What, thank you for calling with this question, because seriously, I probably get five to 10 phone calls every single day, either from clients or not from clients, just people, you know, like yourself or whatever. I would love to tell you I know the answer, but that's exact thing. So every time I usually say, okay, let's go on the IRS website. Let's see and make sure the IRS received it, right? Because that's the first problem. And they're all saying the exact same thing. Your return be processed. Um, We'll update this later to tell you about when you'll get your refund or something along those lines. Correct. Yes, Um, the date, yes. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, yours is most, I mean, a lot of my people, my own personal clients are hitting 60 to 70 days. I have people easily hitting 60 to 70 days, not receiving any refund and no love letters, nothing that says, Hey, you know, reason we didn't give it to you because in some cases they maybe received um, the stimulus money because they didn't get it, you know, in the first ones or whatever. So they got it as refund. Um, and a couple of people had some pretty large refunds. Um, so we thought, well, maybe, maybe they're needing more time, whatever. 
I don't have an answer. In fact, um, Lavidius, who is my engineer listening, hopefully to the show, I was going to ask him and, you know, put him on the spot, but he's also got a situation or clients like that, where maybe we filed them early and they were supposed to, the IRS swear, no, don't amend anything. They're going to give you refunds right. right back to you. These people were, I mean, I, I probably, I think I was 84 clients that I filed before they changed the tax law in early March. And, and a lot of those people, mm. I'm just curious if you were one of those that filed your tax return and you did not, um, you know, and they paid taxes on their unemployment and they were supposed to correct it. I'm just curious if any of them have actually received their refund. Not one of my clients have yet right. that I know of. So well, my daughter, I'm not any help, um, but a lot of people are in your shoes. Well, thank you. And my daughter, you know, she, I have recently retired. My husband only works part-time. And so we have a very low income compared mm -hmm. to what we used to make. My daughter, you know, she filed it. Her, you know, she's got all kinds of, you know, breaks where, you know, she got the stimulus. She's got the childcare break. And, uh, you know, her husband works. got it immediately, worked, right? And, or within yeah, 21 days. My goodness. Yeah, like <laughs> six, seven days. And, and I never have to wait. And, and I use like the, you know, the, the online um, H&R blog, sometimes, yeah. sometimes TurboTax, and they check you, you know, so I feel kind of comfortable with yeah. the figures I put down and, you know, I double check those and then what, you know, I go along with the, when, you know, the program. Did, did you guys so have any like, unemployment last year? I mean, you don't no, give me the no, dollar no, or anything? No, no. We, no, we okay. were not affected really in any way other than the stimulus. You know, everything was like it was the year before, which okay. the year before and the year before that, we did get a refund. Prior to that, we did have to pay income taxes. Since I retired that now we're getting a refund, and this one is a hefty refund, you know, that I'm waiting well, on. And, and, you know, and they I keep talking about how people need money, but this is money that is a typical thing. I mean, all I can right. say is I think what happened is they had the $600 that went out late December, early January, which is the beginning of tax season. They changed the tax law on March 12th or 14th. The IRS mm. is having to, you know, recalibrate for all of these things. Yeah. And then, of course, they did the fourteen. $14,000 stimulus check at that same time, which the IRS has to issue. I think maybe they just overwhelmed the system. I mean, I just don't, you can't reach anyone on the phone. I would say, you know, and I have had some clients that said lately they have had more luck. So I would say you could try to call the 800-829-1040. Yeah. It's um, the regular number, 800-829-1040. Call and see if yeah. they say there's any reason that they can see in the system that you haven't, because Again, I'm I'm getting concerned. Sixty days is it's like three times what we normally would be waiting, mm -hmm. exactly. you know. And so, I have, I have, um, but I I, I, I I have no other idea other than that fact. Okay. At this point, I have exceeded um, the sixty days. I think I'm into the seventies, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah, my my cousin, who's kind of as same as me, he recently retired, is saying he also is waiting. Um, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's just the overwhelming of the system. But of course. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, what did I do? What did I, <laughs> you know? I know, so, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, glad to know it's not just me. No, it's not. And I wouldn't be surprised that interest isn't being accumulated because if the IRS doesn't do it in a timely manner, they have to start paying interest. But, you oh, know, it just doesn't okay. compensate for the fact that we expected to see our money. And why are we not seeing our money is the big exactly. question on that one. Right. Well, it's a great question. I, I have a horrible answer, but a great question. And I'm sure a lot of people listening. And if anyone has a suggestion for Diana or any of my clients, please feel free to call the show because we're ready to start looking at alternatives. Great. I appreciate your information. Thank you no so problem. much. Thank you, sweetheart.
All righty, guys, we're going to take our first break here. I'm a little bit over the clock. You can join the show at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, and we'll be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. We are back here live in studio and again, loving the show, guys. You guys are all joining the show, which makes it so much more interesting, I think, for the listeners as well as for me. So I appreciate it. All right. So it looks like um, we have maybe Mark, uh, John, John, that was first. Sorry, John. Hey, John. Hey, Dr. Friday. You were asking about the refund on unemployment insurance. Yes. My wife had some uh, unemployment insurance that her company signed her up for for a while. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a whole lot. It was, you know, right there, $11,000 that was right there at the limit. Uh, We filed in February with TurboTax, and uh, they told us to expect two weeks when we got the first part of our refund that I had figured out was $212, and we got that three days after we filed our uh, taxes in February. It showed up in the bank account. And last night, I looked, I always check my checking accounts every day. And last night, the uh, part for the unemployment is on hold going to the bank. Oh, okay. So you filed in February and the unemployed. So it looks like maybe they're finally getting to reconciling those particular uh, numbers. That's great news. That is wonderful news. TurboTax sent us a thing telling us not to... uh, uh, amend, amend our return because we amended our return it would cause it to take longer right. so i just waited to see and kept checking and uh, it showed up yesterday last night on on hold it's supposed to go in on the 16th for it well that's that's great news thank you for for holding as well as calling because i know there's a, quite a few listeners and like i said i know we sent in like 84 returns before they changed the rules and almost all of them had unemployment so we're like okay we can't amend it and there's really no easy way to check it because in some cases like you said they got their first refund so we didn't know how to really check on the second like you can can't really check that online or anything so that's good news yeah. thank you for calling and letting me know that john appreciate it i called you a couple of weeks ago about some uh... 1099s we got on, on the contest winning too, uh, and you answered those. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad we were able to share with each other. Then well, appreciate the call, buddy. Thanks. Every time I come into town. I'm thank you very much. All right, we're going to go on, and let's get Mark. Hey, Mark, what's happening? Uh, yes, ma'am. I just wanted to uh, uh, echo what John just said. Uh, the same thing occurred with me. Uh, I, I got my. Uh, I guess my unemployment uh, tax refund uh, two Fridays ago, and it was unexpected. I, I really didn't think that it was going to happen so quickly. Uh, none of my other coworkers uh, have received theirs yet. I work at a large manufacturer, so we were off at the same time. We all made the same amount of unemployment. Uh, okay. The only caveat to that is I've been reading some of the information that I've saw online from the IRS and others. Uh, They're going, from what I can tell, they're going with the simplest uh, solutions first and then working up from there. So single, I'm the only one in my work group that's single, uh, no dependents. And then it's going to go single dependents and then uh, married, 
uh, filing jointly or Mary filing separately. Separately. So I, I think that's that's where we're going to see, you know, the the staggering with uh, people getting their uh, money back from uh, the IRS. Well, I'm just glad, you know, because again, everyone's looking for their refunds, which means that they're at least moving forward on that. So thanks again. I really appreciate you guys calling in because, you know, unfortunately I can only tell and you guys are actually living it. I didn't have any unemployment, so I didn't have anything outstanding to know. So a lot of people listening, at least they'll know that keep an eye on their bank and see if it's not already hit. If not, it's at least coming in the next maybe 30 days. So again, thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. All right, let's hit Mike. Hey, Mike, what's Hi, happening? Dr. Hi, Dr. Friday. How are you? I am good. Good, good. Love your show, by the way. Thanks for what you do. Thanks for calling. What can I do for you? Well, um, I have a question. Uh, the uh, state is widening uh, the road that runs right along the back of my property, and they've made us an offer. Actually, we've already accepted the offer for a little chunk of our property that they're taking. And I'm just trying to find out what the tax implications of that are as far as is that income or how is that going to count? Well, I actually had a big situation where I found out a lot more about this than I would probably ever care to know later in life. But um, it is not considered income. An easement is considered a reduction of your original investment. So you will receive it. Now, they may send it to you, a 1099 Um and hopefully they'll send it in as a 1099S, as if you're selling real estate. Are you actually giving right away, or are you selling it? And there's uh, a well, difference. Well, yeah, actually, we're like selling a, a portion. Well, then there is a portion that they're just using for a temporary right of way. But I mean, this is going to be like a four or five year project. So right. Well, know. sometimes they'll pay rent on the right of way, like it's part of it. Yeah, and no, if that's the case, yeah, no, they're just offering. Yeah, they just made the offer, I guess, just for the part that they're actually okay. taking. So. Right. You'll, you'll want to double check. But in the case I had, that was exactly what we were told by a revenue officer that it was supposed to remove it from basis. It doesn't actually become income to you. I suppose there could always be a catch to that. If in my case, the person had a, a million dollar property, let's just say, and they were getting $100,000 for the easement for simple math. Mm -hmm. So his property then became his original investment was 900000 instead of that. So that was okay. the way they calculated it. So um, you can always, but I, I, I don't know how much your numbers are. If it, hopefully it doesn't put you upside down from what you paid for, because that would change the conversation. No, actually, we're, we're very fortunate. There are some people that are losing a, like their whole house, but yeah. <laughs> we're just losing yeah. a little, only about like a 10 foot section right along the back. So it's, it's oh, not well, that's really good. A, it's not interfering with your day to day. Yeah. While they're doing construction, it's, it's not a big deal. So <laughs> at least it's at the back of the house, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'd hate to, I would hate to have that. I've, I've in Franklin, they were doing some repairs for a while, and I mean, it's right in front of some of these houses and big old hole mm -hmm. dozers. It doesn't look like a good thing. But thank you, Mike, for calling. Right. Hopefully, I answered your question. You did. Thank you very much. No worries, mate. Thanks. All right, guys, you are listening to the Doctor Friday Show. We are live here in studio. So if you've got something on your mind you want to share concerning taxes or money, um, be glad to hear from you. If you've got um, even a story, if there's something that you've done or, or if there's been a phone number or anything that can help other listeners, because there is seriously quite a few people that are waiting for refunds and it can be a bit frustrating. We're all kind of uh, set up for those 21 or less days for our refunds. And we've been doing really well with that in the last number of years. Um, and now we're 
we're looking at a lot of people that are, are out 60, 70 days um, and no news. I mean, it wouldn't be so bad if the IRS actually sent a letter or something saying, hey, we're delayed, we're reprocessing your return, we have, because when the IRS doesn't do something, first thing people are thinking, oh gosh, did I forget something? Am I being audited? What, you know, and, and that's not, I don't believe that's gonna be the case at all this year. I really think um, as the one listener that, that mentioned, they're starting at one point and a lot of times some of these other cases may just be taking a lot longer uh, to do what, what needs to be done. But if you've got a question about taxes, cause we are still working on taxes or maybe you've received a love letter or you haven't filed taxes in a number of years we get back we're going to talk a little bit about the expectations of what the irs is going to think as as compliance and where we need to move with that in any other questions the show number here is 615-737-9986 615-737-9986 and we'll be right back with the dr friday show your money coach with dr friday will return in a moment on super talk 99.7 wtn All righty, we are back here live in studio. And again, the number here in the studio is 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Taking your calls if you've got some questions and hopefully we're helping out a little bit to help you figure out where your tax money may be or what you can do or not. Again, the the number, I had gotten a couple of texts during the, the break and they basically won the IRS number and I said I put it out there. So 615 615- Eight, I'm sorry, the IRS number you want to call is 1-800-829-1040, 1-800-829-1040. That's the best number probably to reach individuals to, to deal with uh, maybe finding out the status if you're not getting much help from the online. Um, so again, I have had, um, I have, I have an email here where someone's saying they found out after they filed their taxes that they had actually received one of the stimulus checks that they asked for. And again, under any of those circumstances, if you claim you did not get a, re, um, a stimulus check when you filed your 2020 and then you found out later that you made the mistake, do not amend that tax return. The IRS is actually doing a match of the stimulus. Now, in some cases, I think we're going to have some interesting conversation once we get the uh, letters back or the money back and people are like, wait, they took out my money and I never got it. And we're going to have to find out if, if you were claimed as a dependent, if your parents received the money, I uh, have a, a case that I know um, with a close friend where the daughter received the stimulus money and the mom had also received the $1,400 stimulus money. Um, we had her send it back because we, you know, you don't need to have two of them. You only need one. Um, so anyway, so I don't know the, the scenario on each and every individual of what's going to happen, but I think we're going to have quite a few, or at least a number of people that will say they never received it and possibly somebody else did receive it. Um, and you know, again, the IRS is only going to mark what's been received and not received. Otherwise we don't have the ability to follow up with that. So if there's any questions you have on that or, um, any other tax issues you might be dealing with. And one of the big things, obviously you guys know I'm an enrolled agent licensed with the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. So that's what I do all the time and have been for 20 plus years doing that. Um, in so obviously things change. And one of the things that has come down and it's been, it's been a little while, but it's, um, is what, what really makes compliance? I haven't filed taxes for 20 years. 
Do you think I need to file all 20 years tax returns? Now, there are cases when we're going to we're going to say there's a caveat to this, but all in all, if you haven't filed taxes for 20 years, the IRS has not done any, um, they, they will sometimes help you out and file taxes on your behalf. Not really, uh, but they will file those taxes, not always in your favor. Um, but if, if basically you haven't heard from them, there's no taxes, the, the IRS, six years is all you would have to file. Six years of taxes would get you back into compliance moving forward. So, um, so you know, even though you haven't filed for 20 years, doesn't mean you're going to file 20 years worth of taxes because the logic is who can easily go back 20 years? The IRS doesn't even have access, or I should say, we don't have the ability to download transcripts for anything more than 10 years. Um, and so that brings up the, the next question, which was if you're self-employed and you receive a lot of 1099s, a lot of times the IRS will calculate uh, tax returns. Um, and once they've done that, then it's considered a tax return and you would have to amend or in, in this case, you'd file an original return, uh, but you may have to go back more than six years in those situations. So I have cases where we have to go back to 2006, 2008. Now, it really depends on when the IRS, I have a case right now where the individual, um, the IRS audited 2011 and 12, but that audit didn't actually take place until 2017 and 18. So obviously the time clock and what they posted, and unfortunately this person just didn't do anything. So the IRS said, oh, fine, you don't want to show up for this audit where we're going to, um, we're just going to say you had no expenses, report the income that we know, and, um, and you can deal with it later. Um, and so we are dealing with it later, but that's one of the problems we're having in, in some of the situations. So if you have an IRS issue, you don't know where to start. You don't have any idea what the situation, you know, what kind of can of worms are you opening? First thing we need to do is set up a free consult because I can't guarantee I'm going to give you the answers you want either. And I know there's a lot of things that advertise on TV and radio. Oh, we'll give you 10 cents on the dollar. We know how to go negotiate. You know, guys, I will be quite honest with you. There is a system in which we have to follow to get a offer and compromise, which is the deals that you're talking about. It's called fresh start. Um, and then those situations, it really depends. If you have no income, um, or you're making a minimum wage and you're living on your own and you're barely making it, the IRS has no hope in getting money from you. If you've got 401ks, equity in a home, uh, you know, you're, you just inherited some property um, or you've invested in real estate or something else and you own more than your primary home, you're not going to be as, as likely to get away with 10 cents on the dollar as the person that has rent, a an hourly job and no other assets. So just keep in mind when you hear those things, it sounds really good, but the reality is a little bit different. So we will give you the truth of what kind of deal the IRS may or may not take. And if it doesn't, then the next step is of course, a payment plan, partial, full, even non-collectible is possible in some cases. So you just have to remember that the IRS does have a set of rules. It's pretty straightforward. They know what they are. We know what they are. And we just have to comply with those rules to make sure that we're getting or doing what we need. So if you need help getting yourself back on track, maybe you have kids that's going to be going to college soon because you can't get FAFSA without tax returns. Um, you know, of course, I know, I know quite a few people that missed out. Now, hopefully we don't have another pandemic during my lifetime. It was not that fun the first time and I would prefer not to have to go through it. But some of the people that were not filers and weren't in compliance missed out on 
theoretically what I refer to as free money, COVID money um, for business owners and things. And there's no money. It's not like you can go back and get it. Sure, you can get the stimulus, but even the stimulus is thought of as a rebate now, um, rebate credit. And, and from what I'm seeing, unless they change something in the tax law, they're applying that to your back tax issues. They're not issuing those checks to you, even though if the original check came to you, they couldn't have kept it. But on the tax returns, from what I'm seeing, and if someone understands differently, uh, all the ones I have filed, the IRS is keeping, applying, and doing uh, something with it. So again, we need to get you in compliance so you can start living your life. You want to buy a house. You want to you know, do something. You don't want to be looking over your shoulder every time you make an investment or have to do something. So these are the kind of things you want to do and make sure that you have it in the right direction. So that was a big thing. So again, six years is all you're really looking for. Um, and we can pull transcripts, at least get the income side to the best of our ability. And then the expense side, we may have to use a little bit more um, technology or information that you can provide to us to get what we need. But either way, we want to make sure you guys get in compliance. This is the year everybody needs to start filing and living their life the way they want to and uh, not be leaving money and things on the table if we can help it. So if you want to join the show, you can 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, taking your calls, talking about all of my absolute favorite subjects. And if you've got a question, um, I have someone that actually just emailed right now. It just says, um, I received a, a email from Tennessee Department of Revenue, and they're saying something about a business license. Can you help? And, the, and if you are getting these emails and a business, and it says business tax, that what they're talking about is not um, anything you would have filed at the end of the year. This is your annual business tax. So if you have a gross business receipt, almost all businesses have to have one. Um, and you would have to go on to Tintap. If you're not able to do that, um, or you don't have a Tintap account, then you'll have to go back in and either set up a Tintap account or make it work for you. Either way, it is something you need to be able to move forward and, um, you know, make sure you pay because it's late. Remember, gross business receipts, I think we're doing the 415 date. They did not extend a lot of these things. Tennessee did not extend much of anything. I know my office got caught a little bit because we thought when we extended the Fed that they extended the state for us and that did not happen um, as far as I can see. So, you know, just be careful because they're liking to give us um, wonderful little uh, letters telling us that they're late or that there's some other issue going on. All right, before the break, why don't we hit Doug? We got Doug on the phone. Hey, Doug. Hey, how you doing? I'm awesome. What can I do for you, sweetie? Um, looking for uh, some direction on where to get uh, Social Security advice as far as, uh, you know, when I should take it based on my, you know, working situation and so forth. I turned 66 in June and um, uh, this month, actually, and uh, just uh, I need some direction. So who, who do I go to? Is that you? No. I would love to tell you, but I have to go to someone for this. <laughs> Just sharing. Let's be straight out. If you got a tax issue or you need tax preparation, Friday is your girl. But my financial planner is Hank Parrott. He runs a company called Estate and Financial Strategies right down the block from me in, in Brentwood. Um, and he will give you a free consult. Uh, just tell him Friday sent you and he'll, he'll work that up along with any other questions you might have as far as investing, you know, when, uh, when RMDs are required um, and he'll do a pretty cool little workup. It will show you, well, if you take it out, 
on your regular retirement, for example, take it out at what might be a break-even situation or take it out at 70 when it's maximized and you have to take it out. What's the advantage and disadvantage? Because we all know there's a catch-up period, right? I mean, just saying, if you right. take it out at 66 or whatever your, your full retirement is, um, if you wait till 70, depending on your income bracket, or it's going to go up by 8% every year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, which you can't earn in your retirement. That's what they always tell me. But the problem I have is in my retirement, I'm not going to lose it the day I die where the social security, right. I don't get all the time. So even though it's growing, I mean, if you have a longevity, I have some clients that their mothers are still alive and they're like almost a hundred years old or something. My family is not yep. one of those, Doug. We're, we're not long livers, I don't think. So, and okay. I'm sure that's something he asked, but that's my biggest, from the tax standpoint, I would tell most people to be quite honest, unless you're working uh, and it sounds like you still are, but even if you're working, yep. just figure you're going to pay 22, 24%. It's free money. That's the way I look at it. And then I can reinvest that money and grow it for the next number of years, right. even if you are working. So that's Friday's advice. I am not going to tell you Hank will say I'm crazy or who knows what he'll say. Um, but I would get a free uh, consult from him. And then you can kind of play with the numbers and say, you know, if I left my IRA alone and I start drawing early and I get myself a big nest egg from Social Security, my IRA or my 401k or whatever will grow and I'm living off money that I gave the government, it's never going to really grow. That's Friday's two well, cents. Let me give you his number, though, I, I, if you want. Okay, great. Yeah, you're, you're, we're on the same page. I, I, <laughs> everything you just said is kind of the way I'm thinking, so that's good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go I, like I said, brace yourself. Hank will give you – he is the history of everything, and he'll give you other reasons. But he'll give you logical – give you something to think about. But I already gave you my two cents. The direct number for his company is 615. 615. Okay, 615-376-5327. And his name was Hank what, Parrot? Hank Parrot, like a bird, Yes. Perfect. Dr. Price, thank you so much. I really enjoy your show. It's awesome. Thanks, sweetheart. Appreciate you. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. It'll be our last break. So if you've been waiting to ask a question, now would be a really good time to get on the phone lines. 615-737-9986. We're going to be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. Hopefully you guys can hear me. This is live in studio. I'm Dr. Friday. This is the Dr. Friday show. We have about eight minutes left. So if you want to join the show, you can try again at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Hopefully we'll be able to get you on the show. I love the questions as you guys all know. So that would be totally awesome. All right. So um, we've been talking a little bit about different things. Biggest thing is I just want to make sure that you guys are all set to be able to understand how the IRS and getting compliance and making sure things are working. Um, as our last caller, uh, Doug called in, obviously my opinion on social security probably will not necessarily match maybe some financial planners, but probably not many because I know many of them like the idea of things growing and doing things. If uh, is Don ready? If not, yeah, okay. Let's hit Don while you get to the other phone lines if you can. Thanks. Hey, Don. Hi. I have a question. I have uh, some, uh, well, I had some. I sold them because I was in a bank. But I had some uh, partnership investments inside of my Roth. And uh, I read about unrelated business income tax, which can reach even into your IRAs, your Roth and all. And how how common is it to show up on a, like a K-1 or something. Is it very common or not? 
it's not necessarily very common to be quite honest with you. Um, when you're, when you're dealing with, um, now you have investments, like your partner in these investments, just to make sure I'm on the same page. Just stocks within my, uh, self-directed, uh, uh Roth IRA. Oh, and, okay. Um, I just bought these as a, as a, as an investment and I became concerned when I heard about UBIT, which is unrelated business income tax. And there's a section where it says uh, you're probably, or it's possible that you're, IRA will have to file a tax return if you have that stuff. And I'll, oh, shoot. Right. And I mean, I'll be honest. Most of the time, whenever I have seen those kind of things, um, that they usually, there's there's quite a few exemptions and exclusions that fall under that. Okay. Just to let you know. Um, and normally, is yours being managed or is it self-directed? Uh, it's self-directed. Yeah, it's self-directed. It. Okay. Um, so potentially... Um, the problem I have, when I see UBIT, I usually see it when somebody, or UBTI, sorry, um, I had to put it in my head real quick. I'm like, wait, that didn't sound right. Um, it is um, when people are doing self-directed and they actually um, use the money for like real estate and they brought properties. And I'm not saying this is you at all, but the only circumstance I've ever had it was when they then did self um, repairs and tried to build the um the Roth for the repairs under their time, you know what I'm saying? And you can't do that. It's a conflict. Uh, but th that was a one, I mean, that was the only time I've ever ran into anything along those lines at all. So okay. it's, I so don't it's think it's that common. common considering I do quite a few tax returns. Good deal. Okay. Well, it made me scared to sure. you know, invest in uh, partnerships, uh, limited partnerships within, uh, you know, buy stock companies. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, and, that's a, it's a good thing to be considered for. So no, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think you'll be fine. I really do. I don't think it's, it's as common as, um, as, I, as people like to think it is. Well, I'm not used to looking at K-1s and I guess you've seen quite a few. So <laughs> Well, thought, yeah, we prepare the them and we have to look at a lot of them. Yes, sir. All right. I just want to know what your perspective was on yep. unrelated business income tax. So not be worried in most cases. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say it's pretty, I mean, if you're investing in normal, regular businesses, not startups or anything like that, Don, I think you're going to be safe. Good deal. Okay. Thank you All so right. much. Appreciate it. No the problem. Okay. Uh, Diana. Yes. Yes. I, yes. My husband and I have been trying to convert to a Roth IRA out of our IRA. And we've made like, you know, $65,000 transfer, $35,000 transfer, and it's going slow. And we're kind of afraid that the tax rate will go up because I know we have to pay, you know, we have to pay right. taxes. So I was wondering, what would your advice be for someone like us? We're retired uh, in low 60s and 70 years old, and, and we have a lot to move. Well, I would say, I would, I don't know if you heard me earlier, but I would actually, do you guys have a financial planner that's helping you work with it? We, we do. We have a managed okay. account. Okay. Yeah. I okay, great. Because I mean that and your tax person, because I would say, well, what do we consider what the future taxes versus now? How high can we go up? Can we go to 20? I mean, say, depending on your situation, we have some clients that are wanting to pay 24%. So what, what can we do to maximize 24% married couple somewhere around 350, 400,000. I mean, you could do some of it pretty quickly um but how you know and then reinvest it and let it grow for the rest of your life because a roth is so much easier than a regular oh, ira yeah. or anything have, else have, you know yeah yeah we got into a roth as soon as we could and right you know 
like a lot of us, but it may have been a little late because yeah. we had years of still 401ks and stuff and employers, yeah. you know, I'm just saying that yeah. we didn't have yeah. those options. I think it was in the eighties, but anyways, uh, yeah. yeah. So my, my suggestion would be is to sit down with your tax person along if they, if they can do a phone conference or whatever, and maybe you do it, but have them crunch the numbers and say, what are you most comfortable with? Because if it's a conversion, part of it is most of my people don't want to take the money out to pay taxes, right? I mean, I'm just saying right. they really want to convert and pay the taxes on their own. That's what limits. And then the percentage, 22%, I'm happy with 24 or higher, my opinion, in my lifetime, yeah. I'm in my fifties. I think I need to spread it because my current tax code, because we all know we're going to go up. So 22 is going to be 25 in 2025. You've only got three more years, roughly yeah. of conversions. Yeah. And then you're going to go up automatically 3% unless they do something before that, because listening to the current president, um, who yeah. knows where taxes yeah. are going. That's exactly. what makes all of us a little nervous. 95% perhaps. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. As long as you make 401, don't worry if you make less than 400. Well, there's a lot of loopholes in that number of 400, my personal opinion. So, oh, okay. Um, okay. You know, but yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not holding my breath that 400,000 is going to be the, the bottom number of people affected is all I'm saying. I think, oh, I think we're yeah. all going to see it yeah. anyhow, yeah. but yeah. So if well, you thanks. bite the bullet now you get it done and then it's got time to grow and your, te- your kids are going to love you too, because you know, they inherit we, tax. Right. We, we, we've got, I mean, we're going to talk to our advisor, uh, but I just wondered what your perspective was and we, we can, we can pay the taxes. It's not a problem. We don't have a problem with that. We have some, you know, cash on the investments and cash that you've had. Yeah. Well, my opinion is yeah. And then have your tax person crunch it because you don't want to get my opinion, you want to stay in the 22 at the max, but what's the maximum for you with all your other incomes to keep you there and then try to convert those in a faster increment because if you some people like to pay zero to nothing you know i mean and then that takes a really long time 12 yeah. percent, hundred thousand that you can't you really can't do much converting under that but 22 yeah. you could get another hundred and some thousand out of that easily and that may be enough to help make a bigger <laughs> dent maybe not a full dent but a bigger dent well maybe what about a year every year would you suggest no, no would it's you a, oh, i would do it every year yeah every year until the taxes go up and every reevaluate. Year it's done. yeah yep Okay. Yes, ma'am. That's what we were thinking. We just, but we're going to talk with Joyce and see. Yeah. But yep. I just wanted to know what your perspective was. I listen to y'all all the time. Well, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Okay. Talk to you Have later. A great day. All right. We're getting to the end of the show, guys. So um, if you want to reach me, you can reach me on my phone uh, Monday morning, 615 367. 0819-615-367-0819. You can check out this crazy blonde on the internet, drfriday.com. That's drfriday.com. Or email, probably email or text. The phone number I gave you is also a cell phone, so you can also text or you can email friday at drfriday.com. Again, Friday, just like the day of the week, at drfriday.com. Hope you guys are having an awesome Saturday just as I am. It's a little warm outside, but getting lots of work done inside. And as I always say, call you later.